0: Anyway, we welcome in our pal Dennis Maniloff from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Dennis, uh, obviously, we wanted to have you on to discuss the departed once again. Give me the mood. Give me the mood. Uh, you know, with LeBron bolting town once again. There's
1: no crying in baseball. There's no crying in basketball either around here. Um, first time it was really rough, and everybody felt, uh, you know, uh, Joel on well, several reasons, but primarily because. LeBron 2.0 produced four finals in four years, and the all-important title uh, that break the draw that broke the dry spell 20 uh, 52 years. So, given that he did that and he was able to deliver the title as he as he said he was going to, there's a lot less. Uh, I don't even want to use the word anger. The first time it was anger. I think this time it's more disappointment and a little bit of frustration but very rare uh, shows of anger uh, the second time around.
0: Yeah, interesting. I can understand that to a degree, Dennis. As somebody who's not a, Cl- a Cavaliers fan, I'm obviously not from Cleveland, uh, I certainly empathize with that fan base, right? I mean, the, the guy's homegrown. They drafted him. He's from there. He bolts the first time, which, as you said, angered many, maybe shocked many, too. was horrible, the decision. Then he comes back all as well, produces the championship only to leave now to go to Los Angeles. And it gets me thinking, I I get that you have the one championship, the elusive championship, right? But is it worth it to have this guy yo-yo back and forth, leave, come back, win one, and then both? Is that worth it big picture here for the Cleveland Cavs fan? In my mind, it was
1: as a Northeast Ohioan born and bred and then a media member in this town for almost 30 years. A lot of people I know... uh, think the same way that i do but there are there is a pocket out there that says you know hey i mean he he had 11 seasons in cleveland only produced one title uh did do the in and out twice uh second time out uh but here's the issue though i don't know that lebron could ever overcome uh, the dislike that he had for dan gilbert and I, I hesitate to use the H word, you know, the hatred word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a severe dislike and distrust of Dan Gilbert uh, by LeBron James after what Gilbert said on his way out the door the first time, the infamous letter. And LeBron came back the second time for a billion reasons before he came back for Dan Gilbert. And in fact, he famously said, I don't play for owners." and I play for a bunch of other people. So it was never an easy truce with Gilbert, and therefore we over here never felt like as long as Gilbert owned the team that LeBron was, A, going to give a multi-year commitment in a contract form, and, B, even if he did give one multi-year contract, there was always the chance that he was going to leave again.
0: Do the fans now turn their anger toward Gilbert? Has it been there? I mean, I, you know, once LeBron's there, it's easy to forget about any anger or hate whatsoever because he's there. You're enjoying the ride. You win the championship. But now that the reality is you know, LeBron is gone and you're looking at a Gilbert owned Cavaliers team that I don't know what the future is going to be. Is there now anger toward him? I don't really sense it.
1: Um, you know, I, I wrote a column that I said I just don't think the blame game is required in the second exit. The first one, you feel free to blame any blame this, blame that, blame him, blame you know LBJ, blame Gilbert, whoever. The second time it's like, how do you blame LeBron James? Number one, and then you could turn around and say, okay, I, I want to blame Gilbert, but for what? I mean, Gilbert did actually try to put a decent roster around LeBron James. There were mistakes made, no question. There's culpability uh, with certain mistakes, such as the ones that I said were egregious, which were uh, the parting of ways of David Griffin, the general manager, and also the Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, Gilbert is responsible for both of those, ultimately. Uh, But do you blame him for LeBron going to L.A. in what looks to me like a, a, a bigger move than just ring chasing. He's not ring chasing by going to the Lakers. Right. I believe he's going to the Lakers to fulfill a childhood dream of wanting to play for that franchise. That's what I believe. And on top of that, the family apparently wants to go there. The business interest... Uh, draw him to LA, specifically the entertainment aspect of his business empire. So, when he talked about in the finals that this, if he does move on, or the decision to whether to stay or go is going to be much bigger than basketball, this is what he was talking about. If he was ring chasing, he wouldn't have joined this particular group of Lakers. So, when you have LeBron leaving. For those kind of existential reasons, how do you blame Dan Gilbert? How is he going to be able to stop that anyway?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it would have had it been something that could have been done years ago. I mean, in the first place, like you said, there was always that fractured relationship after the first time that he left. What Gilbert said, LeBron probably never got over that. Came back here, despite that, delivered the champi- championship, and now is going to you know play for, for for the great organization, the Lakers. And I'm with you. It's not about the rings. To me, it's about other than basketball priorities, whether it's family, whether it's movie stuff afterward, or you know, trying to put on a, the historic jersey. But his his legacy, Dennis, to me, overall takes a hit. And I'd be curious to get your take as far as Cleveland goes because he's won more championships elsewhere. And not that he's ever going to win one with LA, we don't know. But just the one in Cleveland, what could have been, I don't know, the, the, I mean, maybe he still is the greatest athlete ever in the city and all that stuff. Is it still looked at the same had he just finished his career here with the Cleveland Cavaliers?
1: I mean, of course we wanted him to stay and, and, and ride it out and see if he could have, uh, you know, pocketed one or two more. But this is how I think he looks at his, at his tenure in Cleveland. The first seven years, you know, first couple of years of that of those seven, you couldn't have expected him uh, to win anything because he was trying to, you know, he, he was dropped into a terrible team and he had to build it up. Um, they had a couple of looks. They did get to a finals once in the seven years, got swept by the Spurs. Then he has to go chase the rings in his mind because everybody's telling him you got to win rings. So he gets two out of four years in uh, Miami, comes back to the unfinished business in Cleveland. But he's saying in the four years in Cleveland when I only won one, I ran into a historically great franchise, a, a, a franchise that just out of almost thin air got great. And I don't think I think that's what threw LeBron for a loop. And he couldn't, especially the Durant. Uh, acquisition by Golden State. Mm-hmm. He could not He could not counter that. And so I think what he said after the four years in this last round where he was swept in the finals, he said, you know what, I could go chase these rings some more and try to form another super team, but is it going to be enough against this juggernaut Golden State? Or I can go to the, a team I've always wanted to play for, an organization I've always wanted to play for, maybe build to a championship caliber in a couple of years. Uh, but, you know, put more of my life interest in play as opposed to ring chasing. You ask about the Cleveland thing. I hate to do this as a Clevelander. It sounds like a defeatist attitude, but, you know, we are almost content with one title in my opinion, hmm. you know, or, or most of it's just, it's hard for us after, it's hard for me, one title in my entire lifetime, it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, we should have had two, should have had three. You know, so we, everybody here that I know of is talking about cherishing 2016, and I know that doesn't play well in New York where titles are a plenty. but here in Cleveland, the one really does resonate, and it almost feels like multiple titles because – it broke a 52 year drive.
0: Spell. Yeah. And I get it. And we're talking about Dennis Manteloff, the Cleveland Plain dealer. I value LeBron more for that one title than anything he did prior than anything he's going to do with the Lakers. So I understand that even from an outside perspective. And I know that New York City has a lot of championships. They also have a lot of teams. I mean, the teams I root for don't win any championships. Mets has been 32 years. I don't root for a football team in New York. If I did, it would be the one that hasn't won since Super Bowl three. So there are championships, but there are different factions of fans here that can relate to to the Cleveland fan more so, and say, you know, the Yankee fan can. I I just, Dennis, I mean, you had the greatest player, arguably the greatest player to ever play the sport from Cleveland or from Ohio. He's drafted by the Cavaliers. He's a homegrown guy. He left, made the mistake, and atoned for it and comes back and delivers that first championship and then leaves again. I, I just... It could have been so much greater. I know. Even if he didn't win a championship, even if he just finished <laughs> out the last three, four years, whatever it is, you think he's going to be looked at in Cleveland lore forever as this great figure who delivered that, or do you think there's going to be some disappointment with it? Uh, I think the
1: disappointment will wane uh, very. If it's there, it's gonna it's gonna wane very quickly. Um, part of it is believe it or not you know and i'm not a dan gilbert fan okay but believe it or not part of the reason why i believe that lebron's legacy is secure in this town is what dan gilbert wrote the second time around he obviously learned from the letter the comic Sans, and all that other disaster uh that almost cost him a chance to get lebron back probably should have if his uh His family had his way with it, but LeBron felt like he had unfinished business, so he overruled him. he came back, held his nose while he played for uh, Dan Gilbert. Um, But here's the thing. On LeBron's way out the door to L.A., Gilbert, five paragraphs, uh, nothing but praise to LeBron James, no victory all whatsoever, Uh, nothing at the end of it that says, you know, we'll show you, you know, we'll win a championship now that you're not here. None of that. It was a completely classy conciliatory uh, thing. And at the end of it, he said, we look forward to the day when we're going to retire the famous number 23. So I think, you know, the fans are taking that cue if they didn't have that belief already. And I think LeBron will be looked at as an iconic figure Uh, in this town and we'll have a statue and we'll have his number in the rafters even though he has left here twice. Thanks, Dennis. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Boston.